Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient. Launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We are on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Sure did. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Hello, good day, Tervé, and welcome to Gatecast episode 322, and we have a chap... Oh, sorry, this episode is Stargate Universe season 1 episode 12, Yep. entitled Divided, and we have a guest who's not been with us for a while. Hey guys, this is Andrew. Welcome back to the show, Andrew. Thanks a lot for having me. You're welcome. How are you then? Uh, pretty good. Uh, suffering through the heat, just like you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, slightly different though. When you see some of our American friends on Twitter post pictures of their thermometers on, in the cars at over 100, it's not quite that warm over here. No, but, but yeah. water isn't boiling spontaneously. <laughs> not quite yet, no. None of the uh, eggs on, on the sidewalk. I think here in the Midwest we're dealing with uh, a bit more humidity than you guys are as well. No, you could not possibly be dealing with more humidity than we are. It feels like 110%. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Luckily, <laughs> it's overcast with a breeze here, so it's, I'm not suffering as much as Mike is. It's not so bad today. It's uh, I think it's only about 27 today. Oh, God, we're, we're in the teens, I think. Yeah, a bit different during the week. Uh, it's at 30, so when you're working, finally you clock out, you go to the car, open the car door, get in. Yesterday, ah. <laughs> they were in Iraq, and it was 50 there. <laughs> yes, that is a that is a trifle warm. That is a lethal temperature. Pretty much. It's probably the world is probably telling you something that people were not really meant to live here. Yeah. Why are you here? That's what they say about the south of North America. You know, were it not for air conditioning, nobody would actually do anything. Pretty much. <laughs> You'd have a four month working season and then it'd just be bugger off to Canada. It might be what a lot of Americans are going to do soon. It's certainly tempting. You think Canada would allow it? Probably not. There's Probably one guy who has a who has an island in Canada that said that that if Trump gets elected, Americans are more than free to immigrate to to his island. <laughs> How big is it? And it's appropriate that we're discussing politics, given the title of this episode. Uh, indeed, the title of this episode pretty much sums up American politics right now. Never assign to malign intent what can more easily be accounted for by stupidity. Indeed. So. You had 30 days yet, Andrew? I'm coming up on 60. Ooh, you're going for 1990, I take it? Something like that. Yeah, it's going well. Started eating well and joined a gym and I'm training for a 5K, so... Definitely. You see, you're getting the benefits and the rewards already. Yep, no hangovers. Yeah, I, I don't miss that. Yeah, not at not all. Even, not, not even a little. I'm not sure if Mike was aware, so... Also, I don't have to wake up and look at Facebook and see if I need to delete anything or avoid anybody for a you, while. I do realize you can never delete anything from Facebook. This is true. Once it's on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah. Something that the Republicans seem to forget quite often. I never you said that. So we have this video. I'm also listening to something which surprised me. The complete works of Sherlock Holmes. Huh. 
enjoying it? I picked, I picked up an Audible for a credit, and it's something like 48 or 53 hours, something ridiculously huge. Classic for a reason. A lot of so-called classic stuff is actually really boring to listen to. It's Roy Vance reading it. Oh, nice. He does the Song of Ice and Fire books. He also played the maester to Stannis, who tried to kill the Red Woman, gotcha. Melisande. He was actually in the show. And I think at that point, he was already recording the books. That was fun. I would imagine. Have you fallen into the endless pit that is Comic-Con videos? A couple. I, I checked out the trailers just this morning for um, Iron Luke Fist ah. and uh, Ghost Rider. For... Wait, wait a second. Luke Cage isn't Iron Fist. Iron Fist is an no. entirely separate character. Right. I saw the Luke Cage trailer as well. Stoked about that. They do work together as far as I know. Yes, they're both part of uh, the Defenders. I want to Jessica jump to. I'm pretty sure that's coming. Luke Cage, I think, is going to come out first, then the second season of Jessica Jones. Which I assume will feed off Luke Cage. Yes. If you noticed in Jessica Jones, the nurse that looks after Luke is actually from Daredevil. Right. She's the one that looks after him initially. Gotcha. And I like where they're going with that. Right. Shall we? The quicker it gets done, the quicker I'll probably jump in the shower again after this. I know my current PC runs rather cool, but my feet can feel the heat. Yeah. Well, what you do is you get a handkerchief, you tie three knots in it, and you put it on your head. Okay. That really only helps if you're sitting on a deck chair on the beach. Tradition, isn't it? Yeah, on a deck chair on the beach. I do neither deck chairs nor beach, for obvious reasons. We've all seen him on the playground, at the store, walking on the street. They creep us out and make us feel sick to our stomach. I'm talking, of course, about Ginger Kid. Come try ya! This is the Emperor. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. Come grab a table, pull up a chair at the Sci-Fi Diner, where the food is always hot and your hosts are, well, out of this world. Sample some geeky trivia. You are listeners need to tell us what a Star Trek series did Tony Amador guest star in. Dine with celebrity guests. Hi, this is LeVar Burton from Roots, Star Trek The Next Generation. This is Laurie Holden from The Walking Dead. And rub shoulders with the locals. This is Floyd of Aurora, Colorado. Hi, this is Rick from Montana. And get it to go with the sci-fi five and five. Top five movies, one scene, cannot be unseen. All served up at SciFiDinerPodcast.com. Serving up science fiction from here to the end of the universe. That's the promo for the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Excellent show full of reviews, interviews and discussions. Hosted by Miles Scott and M. Miles will be joining us for episode of Stargate Universe at a later date. Do you have a language preference? Um, do preferably the classic one, Irish. Preferably one I know. Okay, Mike, do you want to do a little pre-countdown thing? Okay then, folks, as Alan says, we're going to be watching Divided tonight. We are watching the Region 2 DVD rip of the episode. The runtime is 41 minutes, 46 seconds. We are all staring at a black screen with a count set to zero. Alan will be doing his 3 to one countdown. And when he says clicky, we'll all press play and hopefully everything will be in sync. So if you want to watch along, please do so. Otherwise, just listen to our dulcet tones. Okay. Ivra 3, Ivra Do, Ivra Hain, clicky. This is what Destiny intended from the moment it entered the star system. Okay then, Rush is doing his little commentary. I'll come on with the episode information. Stargate Universe Season 1, Episode 12, Divided. This is Gatecast Episode 322. This episode was written by Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully and directed by Felix Enriquez Alcala. Yeah. 
Tell it's American, a Canadian debut, April the 9th, 2010. In the UK, April the 20th. Germany, April the 21st. Sweden, May the 28th. Only one show with an episode of the same name, Inspector Plus Tard. However, there was a TV series in 2009 called Divided, and there have been eight short films between 2009 and 2016 with the same title. Popular. We're in. A little bit of music and Chloe, all sweaty and dishevelled. Walking through destiny. Is she wearing a bra or not? I believe she does with that outfit. The music is from an American band called Brand New. You won't know. Never heard of them. It's kind of interesting they incorporated a lot more contemporary music. Well, I mean, it's all contemporary, but pop music, really. Yeah, it can really trip you up if you don't pick the right music. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of uh, the Serenity walkthrough. She was walking towards this light. It was so hot she had to keep her eyes closed. And also blinding her. I see. Well, just imagine, get that beam of light, how bright it must be. This whole walking through the ship sequence was shot piecemeal. Even Andy Makita shot some of the footage. Oh, that's a nice shot, that is. Mm-hmm. Up, up and away. And down we go again. Mm-hmm. Be a shock to the system, that could. Don't take. I'm assuming that water was warm. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Like I say, last week's episode, we saw a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff as she was learning to dive. Anna Galvin, of course, playing Mrs. Armstrong. Once again, this is so different from what we would expect from Stargate. The way it's shot, the actual sequence itself. But it's so powerful. Yeah, just checking all the bits are there. And the aliens. You did a great job on the design of the aliens. Yep. As I mentioned last week, that was Image Engine, who did the District 9 aliens. Oh, okay. I listened to a podcast, Uncharted Territories. They were discussing Sanctuary, and they were talking about the special effects on that. And they weren't that impressed. You compare it to this, and you think, yeah, there's a huge world of difference between the budgets of these two shows. And it does make a difference when it comes to CGI. Yeah. Look, you're... We're gone, okay? Got you back. You're safe now. So move on. Get over it, right? That's, that's not what I'm saying. Forget it. And she was naked there. She was rather upset because that scene was meant to be filmed much later. And so she came out of dinner and told, right, we're going to shoot the nude scene now. <laughs> All through the commentary, they were having, having little digs at her because she could see her little belly <laughs> she'd had pudding. <laughs> But how many times do we hear from male actors saying they uh, spend a couple of weeks buffing up when they know they have to do a shirtless scene? No different, really. Except perhaps a woman would get more criticism. Unusual pair. This is thrown together together by circumstance. Yeah. Let's remember, she did try to kill him. Or at least beat him up quite severely. Yes. Yeah, but that's like basically an ant attacking an elephant. It's a minor irritant. Well, I don't know. I think Chloe... She probably could have bloodied him pretty good. <laughs> you only have to get one good shot in, the down on the knees, and then you've got him. Yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't be aiming for the knees. No, when they're down on the knees, then you've got him. Then you just put the boot in and you keep going until they stop, they stop moving. Friends to the end. Instead of having subtitles of what they're saying, they should have subtitles of what they're thinking. Yeah, the subtext. <laughs> yeah. 
We need to talk. I was thinking the same thing. Why are you not? The communication stones. What about them? You took one. It's the only explanation. You were the first to open the box. You kept one for yourself. And why would I do that? This does answer one of those questions. When it first came up, uh, you know, I actually said in the podcast, I wondered if maybe one of the aliens was just biologically in tune with the communication stones. But obviously, this explanation makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rush is that complex a character. He could be thinking that far ahead. I'll just keep one of these stones just in case. Yep. What we should really be worried about is how they found us in the first place. Well, I figure they tracked the signal from the stone. We don't even know how that signal works. Maybe they're smarter than us. Well, they're advanced, sure. But not as advanced as the ancients. I suspect it's something much simpler. Like what? Subspace tracking device. We took care of the ship you brought over. Yeah. But there may be another one. Attached to the outside of the hull. Which is perfectly logical when you think about it. Either the aliens are actually, you know, following you through outer space or they're tracking you. Mm-hmm. And unless they're literally following destiny throughout the universe. Honestly, like, now that, you know, once it's brought up, like, somebody from, you know, on each sort of away team when they go to a planet should have a communication stone on them, just in case. If something happens, they could at least connect with somebody from Earth, potentially, mm-hmm. and be like, hey. And they couldn't initiate, but at least you'd, you'd be able to attempt a communication from one right. end. Although, could you aim it, or would it default to somebody I would imagine mm-hmm. default to, to either somebody on the ship or somebody on Earth. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but I've got an uh, irresistible urge every time I see the keynote to hit it with something. Give me a tennis racket, it'll be doing back and forth throughout the ship, no worries at all. Keynote's through. Mr. Brody, please dial back the tensile strength of the ship. Roger that. And this I liked, because this actually explains how the ship can get damaged when the shields are still up. If you can vary the power of the shields, so you can let something through. I don't like the idea. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, it obviously helps if you want to let a shuttle out without dropping the shields. Right. But if it allows that energy to leak through, then you're going to be, ship is going to get damaged even with the shields up. Right. You know, it's a big ship. This could take a while. Find yourself something better to do? Keep me posted. Thank you for saying that, Eli, because it is a big ship and that Kino is bloody small. I'd have the shuttle out already. Multiple Kino. Surely he can manage dozens of them. Automatic tracking. Just let them go. Yeah, I mean, didn't didn't they say they found a room full of those or a shelf or, you know, Mm. they've they've got a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a dispenser. You take one, like a gumball. Yeah. Send them all out there and map it. I don't know exactly what happened on that planet between you and... Hey, guys, this doesn't look suspicious at all. Mm. Oh, we never did find out who put that weapon in your quarters, sir. No. Nice shot, though, that is. You can't tell who the black guy is. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I now. Better off without him. You shoot it from long range as well, so you get some of the people in the, in the foreground. It gives you the impression that people are watching him. You know, what they're talking about, what they're doing. We found it. That was down quick. Saved by the bell. Really, I really enjoyed the character arc of Greer. They do really work on his character. Yeah. Right from the word. You really don't know nothing about him except he's in jail for some reason. Yeah. He does, as you guys put it, start out as the uh, the Rainbow Sun Franks of the series, but they, they did much better with him 
freer than than they did with uh, Rainbow. Like Rainbow just became a caricature. Well, that said, they never gave him the depth of character to stand up to Jeffrey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was always going to be the yes man, and that's ultimately why they decided to get rid of the character. Mm-hmm. They had to have someone who was more dynamic, who could argue the point. I think that's what they were going for when you know when he came back all charged up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he just came off as whiny because he didn't care. <laughs> he didn't have any <laughs> any background to place his his anger in. And this shows they're doing more exploring. Now they've got more power and repairing some of the systems. What is this place? Well, as far as I can tell, it's some kind of ancient research lab. Not exactly ideal for our purposes, but the level of connectivity of the ship's main systems should be adequate. Adequate. Full lab. Do we have to do it now? I'll never get a better opportunity. Uh, the mysterious subject of the discussions. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the beauty of this episode. They all know what Rush is. Nobody is under any misapprehension that he isn't in it for himself. Oh, yeah. I wonder what sort of fuel that shuttle uses. Because it does look like it's burning something. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like it's plasma or anything. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it maybe would have been a little better to have some miniature version of, of Destiny's Drive. Just a very bright light. Yeah. And use compressed air as the retros and whatnot. The, you know, the shuttle would recharge as Destiny mm-hmm. did whenever they dipped into a star. There it is. How long has it been on the ship? Rush says since before we got here, although it's not entirely clear how he knows. He knows. Now look at this. Chloe distracting Eli. Granted, she doesn't have to do much to distract Eli. Walk into a room. That's <laughs> <Three, laughs> pretty much it. Heave a sigh of relief and shrug a shoulder. Yeah, you don't really want to miss. <laughs> Target locked. Weapons firing. Look, I love how they've gotten so precise with this shuttle in such a short amount of time. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Young doing the piloting as well. I mean, you'd think it'd be Scott. Yeah. Because let's face it, they can only actually practice flying when it drops out to FTL. Right. That's it. They can't get to us anymore. Chloe doesn't look very convinced. I didn't know. I assume that they're in rotation, botany and whatnot. And obviously you want to use one of the main recurring characters, but surely Brody's got something more important to do. A whole ship to repair. Hmm. What now? You signed off on this. Yeah, I know, I know. I just, um... Uh, stand by. Hey. Hi. I uh, didn't expect to see you down here. Yeah, I just wanted to check on some of the medicinals here. Right, sure. <laughs> At casual. That's not it. Relax. Deep Brody breath. ends up kind of being the jack of all trades in this show. You know, he's he's doing the hydroponics lab. He makes the still, right? Was, he's a really bad liar. Bulker and his uh, bridge club. <laughs> bridge club. Yeah, I couldn't come up with anything better than that. And then they've constantly got him working on various tech tasks around the ship. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if we've ever been told what his specialty is supposed to be, but well, they were vague on a lot of the scientists. Yeah, the only way you can tell is when you see him actually working on stuff. That wasn't exactly a subtle landing for someone with such great control of the ship. <laughs> no. Okay, this piece of music by Joel. 
very definite shades of BSG. Uh, sir, I'm reading a negative on the docking clamps. Let's reset. Okay then, job done. Let's go and have a drink. Door won't open. <laughs> Still negative. Eli, we got a problem. The docking clamps will not engage. What? It's impossible. Hang on. Why is Jung still sitting in the chair? Surely he'd be up and waiting to walk out. It's almost as if he knows he's not going anywhere. That's impossible. Move your breast out my way. Never made sense to me when, when people are informed of something that is happening and they respond, that's impossible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, obviously not. Uh, Eli. Now, this is a bit curious. Is she drawing his attention to that because she knows he will see it? How? I'm locked out. What do you mean you're locked out? Someone's transferring controls to another station. I, I, I've got nothing. Eli is a great character, but at a certain point, he totally loses it every time. Mm-hmm. And he's in panic mode already. Yeah. The, the shield won't envelop the shuttle. And, and what? I, I don't know for sure. Nothing good. I know that. Eli. The shuttle wouldn't go in FTL with the rest of the ship. Which means what? I'm not sure, but I think the shuttle will be vaporized. I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd expect yeah. almost everybody on this ship to have a breakdown at some point or another. I mean, just the amount of stress. Eli, let's, uh, let's uh, think this through. You said somebody was transferring controls. Yeah, that's what it looks like from here. Why can you do something about it? Will you empty that bag, Alan? Some. Thank you. Take your time. Although, funnily enough, during the commentary, Louis was eating a bag of chips or something, and he didn't half make a racket. Not one of the best commentaries for this episode. Louis Ferreira, Lise Levesque, and uh, Julia Benson. They spent more time watching the episode. <laughs> Which one is uh, Julia Benson? Uh, Lieutenant James. Gotcha. Yeah, he's not going to answer you. That's the problem. Where is Colonel Young? Go ahead, sir. Take a detail. Find Rush now. Yes, sir. Oh, he's been waiting for this call. But don't kill him. Don't hurt him. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it now. Chloe, we've talked about this. The shuttle docking clamps won't engage. What? You have to stop. But I can't. They're going to die. I can't stop in the middle of this. They are going to die. Damn it! Yeah, you're going to kill my boyfriend. <laughs> That's not a good enough reason, woman. <laughs> I don't like him anyway. What else you got? <laughs> yeah. Eli, this is Dr. Rush coming. Go ahead. Now listen carefully. I'm in a process of transferring access to the computer away from the control interface room. No, there's nothing you can do to stop that. All you're doing is slowing it down. Let me complete the transfer, and I'll lock down the clamps manually. See, and he is looking for an alternative. He's just not going to do it unless he can actually rule out every other problem. Neither of us have control. Now let me finish before we jump to FTL. Don't do it, Eli. That is an order. Two minutes, sir. <laughs> See, it's your fault these people are going to die, not mine. What's going on? The shuttle can't dock, and we're about to jump didn't know the transfer would cause this to happen. And this is a good idea by Young. He's basically, he's, he's forcing Eli to be responsible. Uh, Eli's not military. <laughs> he doesn't have to take your orders. He, but he does, doesn't he? He's kind of firmly in Young's camp by keeping all these secrets, doing all his dirty work. Yeah. Colonel? Negative. Eli, do not let that man take over a single system. He's doing it anyway. Transfer's almost complete. 
I know why you're doing this. I also know you agreed that nobody should get hurt. We could lose everyone on our side. Shut it down! Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious that Eli looks up to the military people. Yeah. He's, well, he definitely considers Scott a good friend. Yeah. And by extension, that means Young. Even though Young, Young respects Eli, but he knows him well enough to, <laughs> to shut him off. Yeah. Well, half of them, maybe. <laughs> Not everyone. There's no love lost. And I'll, I love it. It's, he just laughs when he does it. Oh, you think? Good God. So close. Let's go. Good work, Eli. She's in his book now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, you're next, Camille. Okay, that was a little bit too close. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Eli. Did you do that? Come on, admit I'm just it. Just wondering if somebody in Turkey had the same expression as uh, as Rush. <laughs> <Just like, laughs> well, that was close, but yeah, we nearly got there. <laughs> what the hell? Come on. Rush most likely will not get shot. <laughs> At least not in front of witnesses. That does seem unlikely. Eli! It's Rush. He's sealing off quarters all over the ship. But the plan has partially worked. It has gained control of a lot of the ship. I wonder if there are any safety features on them doors, because they do close awfully fast. Well, don't you pair look suspicious? Hmm. Hey, we're right, boys. <laughs> Is that a problem? Sorry. Um, you weren't supposed to be down here. Guys, what is it? What? Look, two little schoolboys caught doing something they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> get her, get her. Get out of my way. Put the gun down. I'm not going to ask you Just again. Just take it easy. Airman, what are you doing? Something's going on, Lieutenant. We're cut off from the rest of the ship. We're trying to report to the Colonel, but these people won't let me through. I'm sorry. It was inevitable that a few people would be stuck on the wrong side of the line. Revolution. Come on. Eamon Dunning, Dorothy Laurie, here again. Makes nine appearances in universe. To put it bluntly, we've taken the ship. He is the only one armed at this moment. That's important in this situation. Yeah. I don't know what model the handgun is, but I imagine it's got probably around, what, 14 bullets? actions left me no choice. I'm doing this on behalf of all the civilians on board this ship. What do I do? Uh, looks like a 45. She's power mad. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna go shoot anybody. Put the gun down. Now everyone just needs to remain calm. This will be over soon enough. No, you're doing it because it's Rush's idea. You'll figure that out in a bit. Yep. Oh, I love that from TJ. We're not going to shoot. Gonna go shoot anybody. <laughs> yeah, but don't put the gun down. You're not a prisoner. Yeah, holster. You keep the gun. Yes, I won't stop you. But this is my gun. You're not going to have it. Yeah. No, notice none of them had demanded his gun. He literally put the gun down. Plus, control of all accessible systems has been transferred over to the consoles on my side of the line. Gloat mode on. What is it? I assume he's closed the mic. Mm-hmm. That's not entirely true. He stopped transfer prematurely, so I could lock down the shuttle, which saved your lives, by the way. Moving on. That left us control with one key system. Life support. Oh, enough of it could be intruder control. That might have been useful. We wouldn't do that. Oh, come on, Eli. He's played all these military combat games, but he's just so 
off to one side when it comes to real life. You got our attention. What do you want? All military personnel to hand over their weapons immediately and submit to civilian authority. <laughs> is, is that it? Yeah, that ain't gonna work. Nope. Thank you, Greer. <laughs> you, you say the military stand down. You don't say just hand over your weapons. Yeah. As opposed to what? Military dictatorship. Because if you want civilian government and the military to obey the commands of that elected civilian government, the first thing you do is don't demand that they disarm themselves. Mm-hmm. But Rush is probably more interested in just putting one in young. I was hoping that he wouldn't notice that. Anyway, I've done the calculations. We're occupying a much larger area. Therefore, we have a greater volume of air. And this is always Russia's little bugbear. Mm-hmm. Well, not bugbear, it's flaw in his reasoning. He comes up with elaborate plans, but he always misses something. I get where they're coming from, because, you know, control of this thing really did shift without any discussion or anything to control of the military. Which Icarus base, well, we've been in, we've discussed it before, was it IOA, was it American military? Uh, it was probably both, you know, I mean, as we've seen in both previous Stargates, you know, they're, they're often working together. For a given value of working together. Yeah. Yeah, Shepard had the right to take control of the city under military conditions. You could argue that this is an ongoing military condition. Mm-hmm. What did he say? Nothing. But they're still pumping air in here. He'll give in. He's got no choice. We have the gate room and the communication room. He's completely cut off. Yeah, but he still has one. I'm not sure anyone would listen to you. We know at this point what we've seen. Rush has got an agenda. Camille has got an agenda. Right. Neither of them are for the good of the civilians, no matter what she says. Yeah. She wants to get home, and she's been told by her bosses, if Rush has got an idea of taking the ship, help him. Because they want to replace him anyway. Right. Not sure exactly how they're going to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's all about solving the uh, nine Chevron dialogue. On the other side... Obviously not. Yeah, half a dozen civilians, all of which claim to know nothing. What about Chloe? She's with them. Ooh. Women, eh? <laughs> like I said... How's it coming? Slowly. It doesn't help that I'm starting to get hungry. Low blood sugar is not my friend. So yeah, that's a trait of Eli that got rather old very fast. He complained about food too much. Eli's complaining that, you know, that he's hungry, but at this point, they still only have that, like, gruel to eat, right? Well, they did have a few tomatoes last week. Oh, yeah. Very, very small. Almost. And, and, and don't taste quite like tomatoes. No. no, not quite. But there is another way in. They better be getting a good trade for Eli. Alright, guys. I'm here. And as you can see, I am alone. Okay, that's a clever use of the Kino. Open the door. Whoa! Irony. Put it down. Yes, civilians. God bless them. I assume he's had some sort of weapons training. Or oh, what's the safety off? <laughs> you don't really want anybody untrained to be carrying a gun. Yeah. And I'd actually tell somebody to go and clear all those little uh, inspection holes on the doors. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's very zombie-like, isn't she? Yep. Almost like she's been taken over. I can't help but notice that you seem to be, well, working with these people. What did you think? I was a prisoner? I was hoping... They... Which is something you think they might have worried about. Wait a minute. 
Oh, now he's gonna learn. In the control room, when you came by, were you just trying to distract me? So that I wouldn't notice what Rush was doing? What? Don't what me. No. When you were leaning against my back mm -hmm. and breathing near my ear. Look, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know when. Oh. I mean, Eli's come to terms with the fact that she's only ever going to be his friend. Mm -hmm. I think he's he's happy with that now. But it still comes as a blow. Right. I'm just a little surprised you're taking Rush's side against Young. Rush was an inconvenience. So Colonel Young left him on that planet to die. Deliberately. That's a fair point. Yeah, but my idea is that Rush hasn't told her why he did it. And she hasn't put two and two together, because even Greer only making an educated guess as to who took the gun. Ah, uh, here we are, the spacesuit. Louis said it took about 40 minutes to uh, get into the costume. It's not a one-piece outfit like uh, modern spacesuits are. It's basically, you know, kind of a black undergarment, then they stick all the bits on. Suit up. Sir, Lieutenant, I already told you, I want you here in case it doesn't work. Yes, I wonder if the majority were actually asked if they would like to be part of a revolution. Not exactly democratic process, is it, really? Well, I mean, these are the situations where, you know, you realize that raw democracy is uh, is pretty damn messy. Well, as, as they say later in the episode, we can't have a vote every time a decision's got to be made. Right. We can try. He's a full bird colonel in the United States Air Force. He's used to getting his way. But he also knows that every military in the free world takes orders from a civilian government. We just need to stick together until he remembers that. But ultimately, they're campaigning for exactly what Jung has got in place. They just want to be the people making the decisions. Yeah. It would have been funny to see them do an Occupy style thing where somebody gets mm -hmm. up and speaks and then they repeat <laughs> it back. And... <laughs> yes. They made little banners and everything. <laughs> We will not be overcome. Uh, by the way, you're standing a bit close to the gate. I'd move if I were you. Yeah. They're constantly doing that in this series. Like, have none of yep. you seen where, like, how big this kawoosh is? What for the shields? We're gonna need them. Were you not briefed on what it does? So are they out of FTL then? Oh yeah. What was that? Oh dear. Oh, hello. <laughs> the tracking device was on that ship that we blew up. And here we go. One tracking device was on that ship. There's another one. Surgically implanted in my chest. Ah, kept that quiet, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Didn't tell anybody else, did you? You didn't tell Camille, did you? No. <laughs> That's it. Send him out the airlock. Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go. Now, that backpack doesn't look like it's base-worthy. It's reasonably cold out there. It literally does look like a normal canvas backpack. Well, I mean, it depends on what's in it, if not air-sensitive. And there's no surgical scar. Does that mean Rush examined, Chloe? Mm. Yeah. Examined, eh? <laughs> As was pointed out, I think it was on Wiki, Jolly, they gave him a, a once-over when they both came over. Wouldn't TJ have noticed a fresh car on Rush's chest. Maybe they can heal it. We can't take on three ships at once. Well, we can't run away from them either. That's exactly why I have to do this. 
This show tends to, um, I think more than the other ones, tends to blend all doctors together. Like, oh, Rush is a doctor, so he can do, you know, medical stuff, right? No. No. I think a few times with Daniel, they actually uh, got the confusion over his doctorate, weren't they? Yeah. Made that a point. Don't! Elon, do you want to die? No. That's exactly what's going to happen if you don't let me do this. That would have been a laugh if Greer had gotten off. I've got stuck there. <laughs> Pity it isn't powered armor. That'd be something. A bit more advanced like the uh, veneer used, the Asgard. Pity it's not culture style armor. Right. Well, sure. Okay, Eli successfully delayed Rush. And don't they look a rate pair? You'll open the door for Scott and his team, and I'll go find Rush. Now, this scene is absolutely awesome. I just wanted to see if there's anything you need. You can let us out of here. Don't worry, you won't have to stay in here for much longer. I know, because the colonel's going to take back the ship. TJ is phenomenal. I think we do. Not a clue. Sorry, but a bunch of civilians up against the colonel's training and experience? It's about listening to reason. Not once you took this ship. That made it war. And that's what we do. The whole tone of voice is different. Well, this is where TJ becomes the soldier. Yeah. Up until this point, I was the medic, and I was your friend. Yeah. Well, she was going to retire, you know? I mean... Yeah. She was definitely phasing out of that part of her life. Pushed into a corner, you know, she's still military. Oh, yeah, the training probably never goes away. And not only that, she probably feels betrayed. Yeah. By a lot of the people she's treated. Yeah. company figured let's go see now it becomes a little bit one-sided well and she's also pointing out you know it's like look Sorry. this is foolish that's fine i went easy on <laughs> he went easy on her they'll be fine i didn't break out <laughs> i'm a nice guy yeah that's all the power we're gonna get and you realize how long rush must have been planning this the shields are holding listen up if you have to use force so be it we still have to live with these people tomorrow. Remember that. Go. Yes, sir. I'm kind of surprised that, you know, they've got all of this, you know, all of your typical weaponry, but, like, the the SGC hadn't provided any Zats amongst their arsenal. That was asked many a time on Atlantis. Oh, yeah. You'd have thought they could trade some with the Jafar, at least. We knew this was coming. We're prepared. Who's we? Bigger hole do you digging at? I know Rush is the only person on this ship who has any idea what you've been through. But it doesn't mean that you can trust him. He saved my life when Colonel Young was ready to sacrifice us both. We can't afford to have a majority vote every time a decision needs to be made, Chloe. We need a leader. Chloe? I mean, the Zats mm-hmm. don't need to be reloaded, <laughs> at least not nearly at the rate that, you know, conventional bullet weapons do. Yeah, they've pointed out that on the ice planet, we've only got so much ammunition. Yeah, once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, they, they probably would be better off relying on hand-to-hand combat. But then again, at least one civilian's got a 9mm. Implanted with a tracking device. Yeah, Camille's. Welcome to the club. You thought if Young was in command, he'd what? Throw you out of an airlock? (laughs) (laughs) And I think at this point, Camille's realizing that she's been used. Doesn't matter whose idea it was. It's over. Surprise. (laughs) Just take a step back. (laughs) 
Nah, brace yourself. Everybody down! Now! On the floor! Now! Get out! I said get out! Yes! Ooh. She practiced that all day with Bam Bam. Next day, woke up with sore muscles, mm -hmm. moving her body in a rotation that she normally wouldn't. But it looked effective. weapons online. He can't. Why? I created a separate lockout code for that system. Give him the code. No. We're under attack. I know. The best form of defense is to devote all of our power to the shields. That's not your decision. It's already been done. Really? Well, maybe I should just shoot you right now. Best offense is a good defense? Uh, you could argue, I suppose. But unfortunately, at this point, the previous encounter with this ship, they only survived Barely. Timing, yeah. They haven't got the weaponry, they haven't got the energy to operate shields and weapons at the same time. Mm -hmm. Maybe when Destiny was new, no problem, but not at the moment. Yeah. So, one or the other. And if that's the case, then it's defense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not an argument that's going to work with Young. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do. What? Just go digging around in his chest. She's not qualified for this. We'll use the stones. We'll get someone. No, they're equipped for this. Are you crazy? This is insane. You know that we gotta get that transmitter out, sir. I don't recommend giving up any military personnel at this particular moment. I'll do it. Yeah, it doesn't have to be TJ, does it? Really, that's the whole point. Yeah. But one question I've always thought: if you're bringing somebody in for a medical procedure, there's no guarantee that the host body is going to have the dexterity to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, obviously, muscle memory doesn't really apply. No, kinetic memory might, but uh, tendons and stuff are different lengths. Yeah. TJ, this is Dr. Brightman. Hi. Some people are just very good at delicate work, others are not. Uh, this is Dr. Brightman, played by Alison Down. Uh, she made appearance in SG-1 as this character, also in the Ark of Truth as an ancient. Okay, wait, you gave him alien venom? Yes, that uh, that venom distilled from time. Yeah, but Earth person like just mystified by this. Eli, he's one of our people. I don't think she got much of a briefing. <laughs> now, see, later on they bring doctors into like consult and guide operate, but anyway, we took it apart and mounted on that, and that way we can go in thoroscopically. What is that? Ah, uh, yeah, we're under attack. What? Shields are holding. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're under attack. We didn't tell you that before you came here. You're operating on the far side of the universe, under attack. Yeah. I don't think my license covers this area. <laughs> my insurance doesn't, I know that. And your patient is anesthetized with alien venom. Yes, also a foreign national. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of complicated matters in this simple operation. We can't spare the power. Weaken the shields even a little, and I think they might collapse completely. Well, that's what's going to happen anyway, isn't it? Yes! But maybe, if we're lucky, not before we jump. Maybe. It's fortunate that these aliens want to capture the Destiny, because I think they could wipe her out if they tried. Yeah, there's only three of them. They could all focus on one area, although the weapons seem to take five or ten seconds to recharge. They haven't launched the fighters. The reason those alien ships just make me think of the Vogons from Hitchhiker's Guide. <laughs> Big blocks. Big, ugly blocks. <laughs> oh, yes. It hung in the air in exactly the same way a brick doesn't. Yes. <laughs> Can you hold that, please? Thank you. Okay, that camera doesn't make his inside look very good. Well, we know that, uh, at least before this, he was Smoker who drank coffee non-stop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that doesn't belong there. Okay, that camera doesn't make his inside look very good. Well, we know that, uh, at least before this, he was Smoker who drank coffee non-stop. 
<laughs> okay, that doesn't belong there. Okay. Okay, I see it. One of these things is not like the other. Are you okay? Oh god. Oops. <laughs> Why is my hand inside Rush's chest? <laughs> maybe maybe there's too much interference with all the enemy fire on the shields. Fix it. <laughs> I'm guessing as it is. I saw you're on your own. TJ, you get that thing out of him. Well, he didn't barf, you know? <laughs> How long till we jump? It's just over a minute. TJ. I can't. You get that thing out of him right now or I'm going to have to. He's coming too. Uh, hold him down, hold what him down. What do I do? Give him another dose of anesthetic. What are you doing to me? Analyze Scott there. Either you do it or I'll do it, and he'll definitely die if I do it. See, Rush's command method. Mm -hmm. You tell people to do something and they do it. No we're so both. Yeah. Chloe, I need you to hold this. Never mind whether they actually know how to do what you're telling them to. That's it. More drugs. Mm -hmm. We're hate. But the drugs don't work. They just make it worse. <laughs> I'm not holding... No, no, are, not that are one. Are they doing this without his consent? Uh, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, Rush never asked for anyone else's consent for anything uh, he did. Let's face it, if he didn't, Young was probably tossed him out of the airlock. Those were pretty much the two options to get the aliens stopped chasing them. Yeah. Ooh, that's sharp. Shades of the Matrix right there. There's no real reason it has to look like that. He did that a few times. He hit it that hard. Even people said, you don't have to hit it that hard. <laughs> like, we're going to need another prop. Yeah, you broke the gun. It's only plastic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Seconds from disaster. Will they survive? We're jumping. Oh, I never noticed the gun port actually rotates. Nice little touch. Mm -hmm. Oh, the aliens are going, oh, so close, so close. Shields are barely registering. How come they can safely traverse hyperspace? Perhaps the shields are only needed to... Well, yeah, I mean, it's not hyperspace, but yeah. But they've not specified how, like, what ratio of the shields needs to be operational for it to be safe. You can assume that the ship isn't going to run into anything significantly big, so it's just keeping particulate matter off the structure. Yeah. It's that Borealis that you're seeing. We do, sir. Well, the ship's taking some damage. He likes looking into it anyway. We're still here. All right, everyone. We need all of you to head back into your quarters now. And this was a nice point they mentioned in the commentary. I, I, when I saw this, I'm thinking, Rush is just, by standing there making a statement, you're going to have to walk past me. But they actually implied that Rush is actually making a note of... You mean Young? Yes, yeah. Young. Sorry. I was thinking, that doesn't look like Rush. Making a note of everybody who's in this room. Rush, I think, is still knocked out in recovery. <laughs> yes. And you look at the crew now, so many familiar faces, yet so many we haven't seen before. It's probably too much to ask for the production to keep the same extras for continuity's sake. It'd be a riot if Camille came up to him now and stabbed him in the back. Bit of Julius Caesar. So, I'm open to suggestions. Obviously, we need to find a way to work together. Pretend it never happened. Yes, what a novel idea. And I wonder, does she still know that? Rush set him up for murder. Mm. I don't think it matters to her, but I just wonder if she doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I I, I don't think we would still see that as uh, justified in basically killing Rush. It's not over, sir. No, it isn't. 
Well, he didn't kill him, he just marooned him. In good old naval tradition. Well, yes, but he would have died eventually. I mean, they were on a planet that seemed to be pretty much just rock. Yep. With an occasional alien ship. Let's see how inventive Rush is. Yeah. I'd say even the pirates left you one musket load, wasn't it? You know, for when it, you finally run out of water. <laughs> even they were civilised. <laughs> Okay, that was Divided. A good episode that was. I enjoyed that. I just uh, saw the, the credit for John Scalzi, the creative consultant. Fantastic author. <laughs> I don't know. I read the first three chapters of Red Shirts and I was like, eh. Read the rest. Yeah, Red Shirts is pretty fun. I the really first, liked uh, the... The first uh, three were free. I really recommend the Old Man's War series. Oh, I like Old Man's War. Yeah. Actually, the first book of that came free with my first e-reader, Sony PRS 300. Well, I'm still in, in the middle of my Star Trek paperback read. I'm up to, I think, book 39. Still a ways to go. <laughs> Which series? The original series paperbacks. Oh, okay. From the early 80s onwards. Got it. Right then, folks, that was Divided. We'll get a little bit of trivia. The director, Felix Enriquez Alcala. The only episode of Stargate he directed was this one. A bit strange, they were praising him in the commentary. He, he filmed this slightly differently. He likes to... Spend a bit of time setting up a shot, blocking everything out, if you like the traditional way of doing it. Obviously, you still look at what we've seen today. It was shot exactly like we've seen the other episodes, but he filmed every scene in one go that used a particular set. So he could spend four hours setting a scene up and then film it in an hour, whereas it could have taken five or six hours the other way. Mm. That's one of the reasons why Chloe's nude scene got brought forward. They filmed it so quick, everything kind of got pushed to the front. Uh, rather impressive. But uh, again, Universe are using a lot more varied directors. Atlantis and SG-1 tended to stick to the tried and trusted. Mm -hmm. It gave those shows a very distinctive look. Felix has also uh, directed episodes of The Good Wife, Defiance, Covert Affairs, Suits, Battlestar and Third Watch. A hell of a lot more as well if you look at his IMDb page. The writers, Joseph and Paul. Well, not really much I can say about them that I haven't said before. Together, they've written 39 episodes of SG-1, 15 of Atlantis, and 12 of Universe. Currently, Dark Matter is in its second season. I've not even started so, either Dark Matter or Killjoys. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. I'll catch up on them, no problem. A couple of good shows. Waiting for the uh, the new season of Dark Matter. You also on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Once again, we got some feedback from Mac over on our Google Plus page. Love the camera work and the set changes in this episode. You guys said all I could, to be honest. Rush is a genius and plays the bad guy so well. Only matched by David Tennant in Jessica Jones. Overall, I love this episode. Starting to see more and more reasons why they should never have cancelled the show. And I replied that, yeah, Robert really did shine in Universe, which would have come as no surprise to anyone. And while the cancellation still smarts, the cast as a whole have been in regular demand, so they've not vanished from our screens. We got this email from Adriano a while back. To be honest, I forgot about it. His idea for Stargate Beyond Atlantis. I have tweaked the language a little to make it easier to read. Good morning. After Stargate Atlantis, the series could continue with Stargate Lemuria. Lemuria is another continent, very large and for a while called the Lost Continent. It could tell the history of the Reptile Sapiens. If the great reptiles were not extinct, it is likely that most suitable species would have evolved a bigger brain and would then assume an erect form. Many lizards can stand up in their own way. These reptiles would assume the humanoid place in evolution. We could hypothesise that a highly developed civilization would grow, 
which then tries to seek out a kind of humanity to enslave. We could also believe that other humanoid lines, maybe a society composed of Neanderthals and other unknown humanoid lines, would be enslaved by these highly evolved reptiles. Humans could then come through another wormhole, from a third galaxy, and clash with these evolved reptiles for their own survival and for the liberation of other humanoid species. One could also imagine a kind of boundary within galactic space beyond the Pegasus galaxy, where Wraith and Reptile Sapiens have fought for millennia with no decisive results. Perhaps in the future, these Reptile Sapiens and Wraith might form an alliance to fight against the human intruders, who have been freeing many millions and bringing victory after victory in the battle for this galaxy. Best regards, Adrian Perron, a writer. Many thanks for that very interesting concept. That probably would take a huge amount of CGI to make it work. If you're going to have a reptile aliens, you've really got to do some work. Because let's face it, even Star Trek didn't pull that one off. Finally, our best to Colin, the voice behind and guest on many Star Trek podcasts, who after long medical issues is getting back into the hectic lifestyle of a podcaster. Welcome back, mate. You can comment on any of our episodes or anything from Stargate as a whole. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the characters and episodes, etc. If you do fancy getting in touch with us, then you can do so via the contact form, which is on our website, which is at gatecast.co.uk. Or you can send us an email using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook and Google+, and are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. You'll find all the links on our website. If you have a minute, then a rating or review on either of those services would be most welcome. The standalone RSS feed, which lists every episode we've released, can also be found on our website, under Mission Reports. That link can be copied and manually added to a podcatcher, and will give you direct access on that device to all the shows, unlike iTunes, which only lists the previous 25. Right then, let's wrap up. Okay then, let's wrap this episode up. Let's have a quick look at the schedule and see what we'll be looking at next week. I'm keeping talking because I haven't got the webpage open. Right, next week we are going to be watching Faith. Friday on an all-new Stargate Universe, the perfect planet. I believe we were brought here for a reason. Reminds me of home. What could possibly go wrong? She's thinking about staying here. A lot of people are. You cannot force them to come back. You cannot stay. Stargate Universe, an original series, all new this Friday at 9, only on Sci-Fi. Imagine greater. We are hoping to get Steve to join us for that episode. Andrew, thank you very much for joining us again. Oh, it was uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You want to just give a quick plug for your SoundCloud page? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, people can find me online on Facebook, um, on Twitter, at Andrew Wonders, and uh, you can check out my music um, at soundcloud.com slash Wonders, all one word. Excellent. Yep, uh, looking at the schedule, you're not down for any more episodes this season. I don't think so, but I'm going to take a look at the schedule and, and hopefully get on for some season two. That's because he's doing prep work for a Star Trek podcast, all right, Andrew? Is that it? Something like that, amongst other projects. <laughs> this was your suggestion, okay. Andrew. <laughs> yeah, many things sound great at the time. And then, then you put a bit of thought into it. Right then, folks. Next week, Faith. Once again, Andrew, thank you very much for joining us. Alan, continue to enjoy this nice sunny weather you're getting in uh, Ireland. Overcast breeze, yeah. I will continue <laughs> catching Pokemon. Oh, yes, of course. You mentioned that you're playing that game. Isn't everyone? No. I'm not. (laughs) Isn't most everyone who owns a smartphone? Okay, then, folks. That's this week's episode of The Gatecast. Join us next week for Faith. Until then, I've been Mike. I remain Alan. And I am Andrew.
Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.